I love microdosing. I love microdosing. Yesterday, I needed to go practice my drums and I popped a little microdose gummy and I'll tell you what happened. I drummed for about a good two hours. That's fabulous. Yeah. I was looking at our new roof, hoping that it wasn't going to leak and I got some anxiety about it. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a gummy just to calm down so I can go to sleep and not worry about this. And I did and I had a great night's sleep and I woke up and there was no leak. I've noticed a change in you for the, a positive change. I like to hear that. Yeah. I feel like your mood is like very centered. I'm sleeping much better. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just that right amount of good. And you can get 30% off your first order plus free shipping today at microdose.com promo code pants. It's available nationwide. That's microdose.com promo code pants for 30% off and free shipping. Microdose.com promo code pants. Pants. I didn't even get to talk to Melissa. I feel like we dove right into this baby today. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hi, Melissa. We didn't get to have a quick catch up. Hi, Melissa, as well. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Well, Kate, you and I have just come back from what I think might have been the most exciting experience of our lifetimes. Yeah, that is for sure. Right? I slept so hard last night because I think for the first time in three days, I could get my energy level down. Does that make sense? I was just so, the adrenaline, I think, was. Yeah, I would say it's your adrenaline. It was going for days. Exactly. So it settled down and I crashed. I slept so incredibly hard last night. Yeah, I was very tired. I was like, Kim, I'm going down. I'm going down. Like I can feel it. I actually, I texted you, I thought it was way past your bedtime, asking where I could find that show Jury Duty. And surprisingly, you wrote back. I didn't think you would. Yeah. I was, I wrote it from, from bed. From your deep sleep? Uh, no, just like, I think it might have been the last thing I ever said. I think you can find it on Apple. <laughs> Gosh, how do we even start describing what we went through? Ugh. Okay, let's just start. Okay. So as everybody knows, we were invited to the White House. We didn't really know what the agenda was, not agenda, the itinerary. So all I knew was I had to pack really well. I packed like an adult. Usually I like throw things in and I'm like, shoo, 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 shoo. and this time I had like a zippy bag with. You convinced me to check a bag. Yes. Which I'd never do on a quick trip. And you said, no, just check a bag. Yeah, I have lots of reasons why, but mostly this time I, I brought things I knew I might need. And if I didn't use them, that's cool. But like, usually I don't pack like that. I'm always like, you know, especially if Kim and I go away together, I have to borrow half of her things. Right. Like, oh, did you bring? Oh, great. Did you? Oh, do you have a? Yeah, great. She does. She has everything. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So I had like, I felt like this was a professional trip that I needed to be prepared for. That it was. Right? No, you were smart to have some options, especially if you're checking a bag for only three days. You can pack very well. So we get there, and our first night, we have a dinner with Kara Swisher and her lovely wife, Amanda. We've known Kara for years and years and years. We knew Kara. We met Kara in the R-chart days. Yes, we all had a, a business together at one point. <laughs> How vintage we all are with this. 
connection. So she took us out to this restaurant in D.C. It's funny. The D- it was like the Hoosville of like. Hoosville of Washington. Yes. We get to the restaurant and you and I get there first and we're waiting for everyone else. And there's a line of secret service cars lining the street outside of this restaurant. I guess in D.C. everything ends around, everything starts early after work and ends around maybe 630 because that's when they all go home. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a business town. Yeah. Right. 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 Meanwhile, everyone here is like walking around all day because we all have the weirdest jobs, and then we go out at night. Yeah. I mean, we go for early dinners here, but this was like a whole different feeling. You just knew you were in it, like <laughs> powerful city. Yeah. Yeah. And then I panicked because I thought you were. I looked in the window because we walked there, and Kara and Eileen and Jennifer drove. And so we were standing outside the restaurant for a minute and I looked inside the windows and all I saw were like business suits. And I was like, Kate, uh uh-oh. You thought I was underdressed. I didn't know. I panicked. I didn't want you to get turned away at the... And I thought, what's underdressed about me? I don't know. I I thought because you had a... No, it wasn't that I thought you were underdressed. I didn't know if the restaurant would... You know what I mean? I didn't know if you had to have on like a a suit. They They would call out my sneakers. I mean, it happens in places. Anyway, it turned out to be fine. I was, I just want, I didn't want you to have like a moment at the. Oh, sorry. We don't allow sneakers in here. It wasn't. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But it turned out not to be that way. I think just the people in the window looked like that. And I was like. (gasps) That's DC. Yeah. So we had a, we had a, an amazing dinner. We, some, some very important people walked by to talk to Kara. I don't know who they were, but you know, it was like. It was the secretary of commerce. Yes. Who might be our future president. Kara thinks so. Possibly. Not this time around, but possibly down the road. Yeah. In the future. And everybody looks you in the eye in this, in this city. Oh, yeah. Like they lock eyes with you and they're like, hi, I'm da-da-da-da. And you're like, hi, I'm... Like people don't do that here. Everyone's too like self-involved. Like every, they like lock eyes with you. Maybe it's a political thing. Possibly. It does. It made me think at one point. DC makes Hollywood look like chump change. Oh, where it's like a joke here. Yeah. In fact, all the people from DC should move here and run Hollywood. It would, I think it would run like a top. Well, the good ones. There are plenty of bad ones that we wouldn't want. (laughs) You know, there's the good and the bad. I'm like a dumbass here talking about this. I'm just saying, you know, it seems like they run things. Well, I guess a lot of people would argue that, wouldn't they? I don't need Marjorie Taylor Greene or anyone like her oh my running God, Hollywood. Kate, as well, if. she's part of Washington, unfortunately. Okay, right, right, right. I'm talking about the good people. We're talking people. about the cool ones. <laughs> yeah. The ones that we like. Sure. Yeah, they can come here and take over as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, if we could pick, uh, you know, and then the conversations at the table were just like ones we don't have. No. Right? No. No. Like technology, like What's happening in technology? Because Kara knows everything. She's like the god of technology. So you're and like, what's happening in politics and what to expect? And mm-hmm. again, you're right. Conversations we don't have. We only read about them. Yeah, I really just was like, I, I like snapped to it, and I was like, this is going to be a really cool three days. Just this is different. This is, you know, mm-hmm. this is this is a moment, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Then here we go. Then the next day we wake up. And we're getting picked up mm-hmm. at like one thirty. Yeah. I don't know who arranged the car. I think it was 
Corrine's office that arranged the car to pick us all up and take us to the White House. And we met with Hannah, who was our, who was our point. Liaison. Our liaison, who is so incredibly lovely. And we met all of these incredible women. Oh, you're jumping. To, you're jumping. You're jumping. No, I'm not. I'm jump. I'm going from okay, okay. when we arrived and we meet all of these. And remember like. You, yeah. Jamie, Hannah, like. Yep. We all. All of them. Uh, yes. So, I mean, do we talk about like the nutshell of the experience or just like the blow by blow? I think we let's talk about the nutshell. I, I But I want to tell my favorite part of the whole day. Can I share it? You can do whatever you want. I don't, there's no rhyme or reason to this. Yeah. We go through two bouts of security. I did make it through, by the way. So my, my little hiccup at 18 didn't halt me from getting into the White House. And I did ask Hannah, is it like, do they do a major background security check? And Hannah was like, yeah. Oh yeah. She's like, (laughs) we, we get the, the rundown on anyone who enters here. Plus when you enter, you do go through different security checkpoints. I'm going to say there were three of them and they're with armored men with, and women with bulletproof vests. And it's like, they're major. It's no joke. You can't just like willy nilly your, your way into this compound. And everyone was apologizing to us. They said, we're so sorry today, such a busy day with the announcement of, of, of running again. And also the, we we had, we showed up on the busiest white house day in a while. They were all like, this is huge. Not only that, but they were also having a prime minister of South Korea in, and they were, there was a big dinner and evening the following night. So everyone was prepping for that. There was just a lot of moving parts that day we were there. And we walk into the the office where Corrine's office is, which is a stone's throw away from the Oval Office. And there was an officer just chilling in a chair sitting by the door. And I guess there's always an officer sitting outside of the door. Of course. Yeah. And we were like, we could so, we bum okay. rush you? <laughs> like, would so, you tackle us if we bum rushed you? She's like, yeah, it's fine. She didn't seem to care. We literally had the tour of a lifetime. We saw everything minus the Oval Office. We did. Yes. Unfortunately, let's just put it out there. We did not meet Biden or Jill or Kamala because they were all busy with re-election news and with the prime minister of South Korea. So unfortunately that didn't happen, but, but, but. But they were all there mostly, maybe not Jill. Yeah. I don't know where Jill was teaching. And President Joe was up in his residence with his dog. Yes. And Kamala was at NASA. Exactly. (laughs) We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. So, of course, we're like just wide eyed going like, what's that? What's this? What's and they were just walked us through everything. And then we got the historical background. Right, right, right. But hold on. This is the story I want to share. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) the best story. It's my favorite part of the whole day. Like I like Anna's asked me to tell this story like four times since I've gotten home. <laughs> so right across from where we're waiting from from Corrine's office is the Roosevelt Room. The Roosevelt Room, it anyone knows, it's like we're all where where the president has all of his major meetings. And the Hannah and her team were like, Yeah, you can absolutely go in because the door was open. No one was waiting. And I mean, no one was in there. So we go in and you and I are like sitting at the at the head chair and we're like, Wow, look at this. Like Well, imagine. it's you, me, and Jennifer. We all walk in and we're just like looking around, like, wow. And suddenly a side door opens and in walks this woman and a little tiny side door that you don't even know is there, by the way. It was like a secret trap. And I'm telling you, we conjured this 
this moment <laughs> because in walks Janet Yellen. She's about four feet tall. She's wearing a purple suit and I freeze like, oh, yeah, shit. we all are just like, there she is. And she was so kind. And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Are you are you using the office? She said, no, no, no. Stay, stay. I just like to come in here early for the for, I like to come in early before meetings. I just like to prepare. But she you can stay. So laid back. She was just like, yeah, like, oh, I didn't I don't know. I can leave. Do you want me to come back? We're like, no, we're like, no, stay. I mean, my God, we're the three schmucks that are just like killing. She time. has a bunch of big binders. She's holding giant binders. And Leisha says, no, okay, let me just say, no, uh, oh, in my gonna- mind, in my mind, I thought, I'm going to turn Janet Yellen into a TikTok star. This is the what's sure. going into- You don't even have, but you don't even have TikTok. No, but I knew it. I was like, we're going to create a viral. I was like, Janet and I are going to do a thing. Right. It was well, just something that felt really real to me in the moment in okay, my head. So I'm going to pick up where you just dropped off. So Leisha says to Janet, Janet sits down and she's opening up her 10 binders and just like, no, 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 ladies, you can stay. You can stay. I'm, I'm dying inside. She has no idea. Like she, who, she's like, who yeah. the hell are you? I don't care. Imagine the faces that come through this office every day. And Leisha says, Janet, can I ask you a question? And she goes, Yes. And Leisha's like, but can I record it? Can I, can we make a video? Can, we, can I ask you a question? Can I, can I film it? And Janet goes on video. And Leisha says, yeah. And Janet's like warm demeanor suddenly shifts within a hot second and goes, no. <laughs> I think the blood rushed out of my and body. It did. And then Jennifer, I just see her looking at me across the table and she goes, Leisha. <laughs> <laughs> and then it all hit me what I was doing. And I was like, I've lost my mind. I actually had a prop to 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 indicate what a powerful person this was that you wanted to suddenly create this viral TikTok video with. I can't find this prop, but if you pick up any dollar bill, any bill, like this is the person who's in charge of issuing every single dollar that co- that gets printed while they're in office, while they're elected. And if you look at any bill, $20 bill, $1 bill, there's there's two signatures and on the right is the Secretary of Treasury. And I had, and Anna pulled up a $20 bill and it was from 20, 2009. That was uh, Obama's Secretary of Treasury. But if we were to get one that's more current, it would be Janet's. That's how powerful this person is. Her signature is on every single bill. Kate, I really thought together we could figure out how I could save money better. Right, sure. Because she's really And maybe give- it would help a lot of people mm-hmm. <laughs> if she gave some like, Layman's advice. Like, how do you, what's the best way to save Janet? This is a woman who's in charge of. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I wanted to go to the source. I was like, this is great because I should have more money saved than I do. What have I done wrong, Janet? Let's break it down real quick. Well, Janet was, Janet's no chump. And (laughs) Janet's. We, I mean, we ran out of there like three little rats you walked out of there your face was white we as a like, ghost did, 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 did. i couldn't believe it and i thought what did i just like i lo- i left my body i don't even know later in the day you shared that story with the with the with a woman who worked in her her office and she said oh my god no janet's so cool i'll talk to her and we're like yeah, oh, okay she's gonna make it, yeah, she's she's gonna make it all sure, better <laughs> i'm sure she's hanging on that two hours later after the fact i had to share because that story uh Oh my God. Well, wow. I apologize to the office of Jenny. Don't apologize. Leisha, it's the, one of the greatest stories. And I was so happy to witness it. It happened. This whole thing, this whole moment happened very quickly. Yeah. 
It was quick because we ran like, out. To the point where we can't stop you from talking. And then we were waiting because the briefing room, you know, comes in there all getting prepped and yeah. Kareen was, you know, prepping. And so we were out in the lobby and then they brought us. Oh, that was later. That was later. Are we talking about chocolate chip cookies? I'm talking about the cookies. Biden loves chocolate chip cookies. And so they make fresh batches every single day and they're individually wrapped with the presidential seal on the back. And, and only the, they're only around the first staff, him and the staff. And these cookies. Oh my are the, God. It's the best chocolate chip cookie I think I have ever had. It had the perfect chew. It had the perfect bite. It wasn't the too soft. The crunch on the outside. It was incredible. We met, we got Ugh, a special tour. What else to- did we get? Ugh. We got a special tour. God bless Kareen, truly. Like, I mean, I mean, what a generous. My God. Like, <gasps> my God, what an incredible woman, truly. Ugh. Like, she, you kind of can't believe her when you're around her. You're like, this is like, she's just like a powerhouse and so intelligent. Who has the hardest job, and by the way. so kind. The hardest job. She has to know everything she's talking about, like it in and out. She can't just, she doesn't go up there and just, you know. Wing it. No, no, no. She has to be super. Yeah, Retain yes. information. And it's just no wonder it's a, it's the kind of position that you don't do long term because you would get burnt out. Anyone would. That's why there's usually press secretaries last for two years or three yeah, years. Yeah, she was like three, three years as tops. Like that's a long run. We job. did get to see the Rose Garden. Okay. So then, so, so the press, press briefing happened. Walking, did, did you have that moment when, because we've, we've seen these, these places in books and, and, you know, obviously like reenacted on television, but these rooms that we were in were like when we, when they opened that door and we walked out, the whole, the whole room was full of, pre- I mean, it was like packed. But what's the craziest part is it's the smallest room. It looks so much bigger on television, but in reality, it's a glorified broom closet. It's really not big and it's very stuffy and there's no windows and it's not, every single room though that we saw was way smaller than you would think. Some. It's true. Well, and it, no, they were saying like offices, everything, like it's like the place is smaller than you would ever think it would be. I guess some, yeah, some felt very grand though. Well, the, the ballrooms and the big meeting rooms were and the parlors as they would call them are sure they're very more elaborate, but just the offices and like the Roosevelt room and the press briefing room, all these places were ways, they were tinier. True. I guess. Yeah. I see your point. I see your point. I thought it was me, but I think it was Hannah or it was Jamie. It was someone who had said, no, it's true. Like you, you you're kind of shocked by how much smaller they all are. And then, okay, so we, the press briefing happened, we leave, and then we ate the cookies while we waited. No, we didn't eat the cookies. Then they said, now we're going to take you on a tour. And we got a tour that blew all tours out of the water. That's when we walked through the Rose Garden. And we, we did that famous walk that everyone sees. And there, there, yeah. And there was the, the president's photographer, Cam, 
who's the coolest, followed us around all day. So we're apparently going to be getting these professional pictures because you and I and Jennifer, everyone in Eileen, we all had our phones taken at one point. So we could only document. Oh, that was the coolest part. They said, we're going to take you on a tour, but can we put your phones in a bag? Right. But, but Cam documented the whole day. So at some point we'll be able to, yeah, you know, show our parents like, this Look is at this. But we did, yeah, we did the famous walk near the pillars right next to the Rose Garden when we've all seen like presidents and vice presidents walk down the corridor. And it's, the, it's the stretch of, it's the stretch of walkway that connects the residents to the Oval Office. And it's about a hundred yards, maybe a little less. And to one side is the Rose Garden. The roses were restored. Yes. They're if all back. Was worried. They're back. I was they're worried. Thriving. They were all back. It was gorgeous. They were preparing for a press briefing. They were, what were they doing? They were preparing for a press briefing. I don't know what that part was. It could have had something to do with the prime minister of Korea. Mm. I'm not sure if it was connected, but you would think because, and then we saw the outside of the Oval Office where like Biden will chill with a little table. With a coffee. With a coffee and like, you know, ugh. it was, you couldn't believe it, you guys. You couldn't believe it. Like, it was just like, how are we here? We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a minute. We go into the residence and I think they said it was four floors, maybe five floors. I can't remember what the number was, but the personal residence is like two or three floors on the top. Right. And then down below is- And they're all like, yeah, he's up there. But yeah, then he's up, we were having lunch. Yeah. But they were preparing for the following night's event, which was hosting the, the South Korean prime minister and his wife. And they were making a big whoop to do. And we met Carlos who- a whoop to do. <laughs> well, it was a whoop to do. Was it not? So there, there were these giant vases of cherry blossoms that must have been 15 feet high. And there oh, were, they were beautiful. There were t- maybe 40 of them around. And, you, and they said, this is where the president and Dr. Jill come down. And then it's all very formal. And then they greet, you know, here's where they greet. And then you walk in. Yeah, we, go ahead. We saw, the, we saw the entryway where presidents, like that, like where presidents greet the visitors, like the formal, or like when, when they're, when there's the transition of power. Yep. That too. Like we saw, we were in, we were there. Like we saw that walkway. We were in that, that. And then we saw, we saw the portrait. So there was Obama's portrait was there. And then up the stairs to the residence was George senior's portrait. And then over on the other side of, of that entryway was George W., and I was like, how do you, who picks where they go? And it, apparently there's a system that the last standing president is in this one location. And then it switch, they kind of rotate around to positions of history. And then the next person takes that place, the next portrait takes that place. But we, we were right there, like seeing them like two feet away. We f- heard what was on the menu for the, for the evening. It sounded fantastic. I was like, I wish I could have some of that dinner. So then here's the most, one of the most incredible, I mean, there were so many times in the day that are just mind bending, but the military's orchestra, like band was, was practicing their event for the following evening. And they let us sit where, well, Jennifer sat in Biden's chair. I sat in Dr. Jill's chair. 
And then we all sat around the table where, where they were in and they practiced around us. They came and they did the rehearsal. And I cried so hard. It was one of the most moving experiences of, of my life. We were surrounded by cellos and violins. I said at one point, I, I, when, when I saw all of the stringed instruments, I was looking around and I said, oh, I wonder if any of these came from my dad's shop. And Jennifer heard me say that. I was just, it was sort of an aside. And Jennifer heard me say that and she, and she sort of says to, the, to the, the group of musicians, has anyone, is anything from the Menig violin shop? And one girl raised her hand and she's like, I've actually had my violin repaired there. And I was like, you did? And she said, yeah, it was a number of years ago. And I said, I know. It's, it's, uh. Anyway, she let me hold the violin that my, my dad probably fixed. Exactly. And you got a picture. Oh, my God. I thought that I, think that I almost started crying when I saw that. They played about 10 minutes of the most gorgeous music I've ever heard. To be surrounded by it, like they surround you, like in a circle around the table. So it just like the, you're, it's like vibrating through your whole body. It's big, beautiful ballroom. So the sounds are just, yeah, like the acoustics in that room are perfect. For and then it. the flowers and the, and the, and the, like the silverware and the like plates. Yeah, Carlos certainly killed it. We looked at each other like how, and, and then when we were leaving, someone said, I've never in my 20 years seen anything like that happen. And then they took us around to all the other rooms that are like the social rooms. So there's the red room, the green room, the blue room. We saw all of those and all the, the art that's just from centuries, year, centuries old. Oh, yeah. And then we get taken down into the underbelly where there is the flower shop and the chocolate factory. And we met the chef of the White House. Who's been there thir like 30 years, right? 40, something. She's been there for, yeah, she's been there, I think, for 30, 40 years. She's the one. So lovely. We, talk, we, we talked about our cookies with her. Let me just say this. Everybody at the White House works so hard. Like these are hardworking people. And I'm going to get into that a little bit more with our roundtable. But everyone's there trying to take care of like America. Like they are, they're working for the people. Like it's. We met, when we met everyone later. Maybe I should talk about that later. Well, they also have such respect and reverence for their jobs. Yes. Like the Hatch Act. It's a very real thing. Like you're like when you work in the off, when you work at the White House, you're not allowed to discuss elections because it makes it look like you have a leg up because you have like the the, the biggest microphone in the world. No, right? no one was allowed to talk about it. Even if like you're in a coat closet talking, if you were in a coat closet talking to a coworker, if you worked at the White House, that someone would say, we have to be mindful of the Hatch Act. And I thought that's so respectful. And like the lack of, I mean, the, the awareness that everyone has there, that was really admirable about not taking advantage of that position. No, nobody does. Of that administration. Everyone takes their job very seriously. Mm -hmm. Very seriously. What's amazing is that we met all these incredible people that, that work for Biden. Well, then, well, let's say, so then, so then ne our next appointment was... Then we went back to Corrine's office to gather our phones. And that's when we had the cookies. And we all were like, oh my God, the cookies. And we met Jennifer O'Malley Dillon or Jennifer Dillon O'Malley. I'm getting the two Irish names flipped, but she was the, she was the campaign manager for Biden in 2020. It's a major deal. I was like, holy shit, that's her. Yeah. I mean, everyone there is so important. 
And you're like, wow. Yeah, completely. So then they arranged a roundtable with staff members, queer staff members from all across the campus, from different departments. And a lot of them had never met each other. There must have been 30 of us around the table. And we sat there for an hour and a half and we talked. We, we learned about what each one of them did, what their position was and what they did for the country. And we got to have this amazing conversation about how to how to help, how to help our community and, and what are the what are the best, what are the hardest roads, what are the best ways to do it? You know, and we're just three actors, but we we got to ask, you know, important questions like what that we were get given like real answers to. Yeah. What was incredible is that this group of people, all of them, we weren't asking how old they were, but they were sort of offering up that like uh, that they were either in their very late 20s or early 30s. They were the most intelligent group of people. And I thought, oh, they, I was like, wow. I was like, this is the most incredible group of people because I think about where I was at that age and I wasn't anywhere near that level. We're not even, this isn't even a comparable like human being. No. And I'm sitting here as like an unemployed actor on a TV show sitting with these brilliant minds. And it was just, it was such a eye-opening, humbling, educational experience. Well, they work morning, noon, and night. Like one of one of them said there, you know, when we left, she was like, I'm here till 2 a.m. They work around the clock. They have no weekends. And it's all for, it's all to like push policy and push change and help. Like one woman is part of the LGBTQ global, like it, it can't, it's like you, you can't even imagine what she has to do. It's, it's just these, these people are working so hard for us. And I just needed to like, get that out that we're, we're being taken care of. It's, it's just, it's hard what they have to do. They're very aware of everything. The woman who was sitting across from me the whole time she had brought a notepad and she was just writing down, like just constantly writing things down. And when the uh, round table ended, we were speaking and I said, Said you, I was like, you, I was like, you're, you take a lot of notes. And she's like, I know I take notes with everything. Cause I'm with all of these amazing minds. Like there's so many important things that are being said. I take copious notes. And they were meeting each other, which I thought was really great for, you know, they were excited about that. Like, and there's hundreds more queer people that work at the administration. They just, they like, it's really hard to get their schedules to align where they can sit in a room together. It's just something I'll never forget. Never. And then as we were leaving, we were like, wow. Like, so we go at, back out through the security doors that we came in from. And as we're leaving, there's a secret service woman by her motorcycle. This is, oh, this is when the whole day is over and you think like, well, you, there's nothing, you, you can't there's nothing top that's going to top this. And there's a woman standing by a motorcycle, secret service gear on. And she sees us and she says, oh my God. And then she had a little rainbow pen, uh, secret on, service her, pin. on her bulletproof vest <laughs> a secret service uh gay pride pin and she said oh my god i can't believe you guys are here can i can i give you a pin her name is lauren shout out to lauren in the secret service you're incredible she gave us a little pin as a takeaway she couldn't have been nicer Ugh. i mean and then we went out and had dinner with kareen and then we came back to our civilian lives well, you really, you really wrapped it up quickly sorry yeah is, what else is there anything else that i left out no just yeah. When you and I were on, were on the plane coming home, it was like, well, what are you going to do tomorrow? Like, like it's like, <laughs> <snow>. <laughs> 
Anna sent me a voice memo of Mo crying. Mm-hmm. She's like, we're waiting. Like, oh, oh, yeah. I mean, what an experience. And also, what we were talking about on the flight home was that was such a wonderful way to, an unexpected way as well. It's it. And this incredible journey that the four of us have had together for 20 some odd years. It was really healing. That's what we all thought. It just felt like. Beautiful palate cleanser. Couldn't have been better timed. And it was just so symbolic of something that we all experienced together and helped build. And and there's no better way to do it. And we got to share it together. Just the four of us. It was, it was very, it was the most special. Like there's nothing more. It was healing. It It was a lot of things. And and we were laughing all day. We're like, who would have thought a little show we did in 2004 would lead us to this moment that we'll never forget. That's a once in a lifetime experience. It was great. Like it was just, it was really meant to be. It was incredible. It was, wow. It was so, so thank you to everyone at the White House who. Do you think they listen to pants? No, but just if there's one, just spread the word. The, I mean, we were telling them the whole time, but thank you so much for that experience. Yeah, that's something we're always going to carry with us. They're they're busy. Maybe they listen to pants going to work. No, I don't think they do. I don't think so? No. But you know what? That's okay. Hey, I don't need them to. I'm just saying. Well, if anyone who's listening knows anyone who works <laughs> over there, please let them know how grateful and, and how grateful and humbled we are by that experience. Oof. All right. Well, I'm going to go feed the cats. Now on to more pressing matters. Yeah. On to more pressing matters. <laughs> Are we going to get our travel cases today? Sure. Then I'll call you. Let's call each other after this. Okay. Perfect. All right, everybody. Love you, Pockets. Love you. Hey, everyone. Before we go, I just wanted to let you know, Kate and I will be in Orlando, Florida on June 3rd at the Girls in Wonderland event at the Wyndham Orlando Resort. That's June 3rd. To get tickets, go to girlsinwonderland.com. We'll be hosting the Queer Prom that night. It'll be a lot of fun. Come out and see us. Thank you for listening to Pants, a podcast brought to you by myself, Kate Menig, and Leisha Haley. Produced by Melissa D. Montz. Please listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can follow Pants on Instagram, at the Pants Pod. Theme song by Carolina Para of the band CSS and graphics are by Love Fox. This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic. But today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries. And with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton to adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride, purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.